Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are The Blended Life, and today we are going to be talking about... Today we're going to be talking about only children and some of the difficulties that poses. We're going to be talking about difficult teenagers and step-parenting difficult teenagers. And we're going to wrap it up with child support. Ooh, what do you think about the child support? It'll get interesting. Yeah, all right. Stay tuned, you guys. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back. So today we are going to be talking. Where are we starting? We're starting with an angry stepmom. <laughs> aren't I was are, say, aren't are we, we all? all? Yeah. <laughs> are you an angry stepmom and are you just not told me yet? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> so we had someone write in an angry stepmom. Uh-huh. And I not angry, but you know, frustrated. Right. It's it's a hard place to be sometimes. <laughs> but she wants to know how the hell she survives a teenage girl who's an only child. Mm. And I know you have things being married to me. I will, uh, before stuck between a rock and a heart, <laughs> stuck between a rock and a stepmom. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, the only child thing. I don't know any different. Mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> yes, I'm very aware. <laughs> but how does that? I mean, I I guess I'm opening myself up for bullets here mm-hmm. by yourself or others who are going to say mean things. But um, the only child thing, it is hard right. because only children have a hard time sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can say that because, you know, and, and also only children have always had their own space. Yes. And quiet. What do you guys call that? MySpace? MySpace. <laughs> Remember that? Dad jokes. Uh, You've officially come into dad jokes. Oh, like long time ago. At least it wasn't I, a yeah. perverted joke. Good uh, job. Yes. Um. So, but the the only child thing, I think that's hard when only children are in a blended family and they go home to the other house. Okay. In the other house, they're an only child. Mm-hmm. And then they come to their blended family house with stepkids or half siblings and the adjustment for those kids is extra hard, right? Because they get to go home to mom or dads where it's just, they're the only child. They have their space. They have their, no one bothers them. No one picks on them. No one's annoying them. They don't have to share anything. They get all the resources because there's no one to split money. You know what I mean? All the you get to watch whatever well, TV the, show they want. Yeah, because the, what's happening is, and it's not a, it's not a bad thing. It's just a way that things happen. Is they're just they're being conditioned. It's being conditioned to a certain way of life. You yeah. know, as in any household or any culture, you know, people get conditioned to their environment. You know, and I'm not saying that. Why? You're why just is this you're, a, look at you using big thing? words. Conditioned to their. Environment. Oh, I thought you were going to say environment. Oh, but like that's, that's it's a big word. A, you're so insightful anyway. But it's true. You're I right. mean, that's the way that's kind mm-hmm. of the way that, you know, that rolls, you know, because it's it's just it's it's the way it is. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, stepping out a little bit past blended families in general, I think that's a big issue with, you know, 
culture and what people see is like, oh, well, I live this way, so everyone else should live this way or look at how they live. Everyone's looking at everyone around them and thinks because we're not all the same and we're not all doing it the same way and our lifestyle all looks the same, that there's something wrong. I'm like, at the end of the day, most people are living the way that they want to be, or at least they're setting themselves up to be, you know, that that thing our parents, you know, or our teachers used to tell us when we were younger, you can be anything you want to be when you grow up. You know what I mean? Like, it's something everyone told us. Well, there's so much truth in that, right? Is there not? I don't know how to answer that question. I mean, yes and no. Yeah, but okay, yes so. Yes and no. Yeah, I mean, but, to an extent, right? right. Okay, so, uh, you know, I, I want to, I, I don't, you know, yes, you're going to be an, <laughs> you're just, anyways. What? I'm looking, no, I'm listening. Yeah, it, it just, you know, we can, we can raise our kids how we want to raise them. Yeah. Our kids can be, to a certain point, what they want to be when they grow up, yeah. you know. Uh, if, truly. I mean, truly, you know, and there is the freedom to do that, at least where we live you know, um, so if you want, you know, to grow up to be a nurse or a doctor or um, a teacher, a te- a whatever, sheriff. yes, any of those things, you're very, you're very capable of doing it. A lot of people who, you know, are not living the lifestyle that they want to be, don't have the car that they want to have, don't have, you know, the health that they want to have, whatever it may be. A lot of times it's within themselves. Yeah. And, you know, it's so, so my point of even going off on this small little tangent is that stepkids are being conditioned. It's a way that the lifestyle is, the household is, you know, and if you see your kid is acting like an only child, they're, they have the only child syndrome, you know, or it's not syndrome, symptoms. There are, <laughs> I only say syndrome because you're an only child and it's more of a syndrome than a symptom. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, um, it can be worked out, you know. There yeah. are things for that. There are, it's just, I think the biggest part of it is just realizing what something is and what it needs to be or what you want it to be and making those changes, right? Yeah. You know, and that's that's a lot how our marriages are too, you know. But. Yeah, but I mean... A kid who goes from one household where they're an only child yes. to the other household where they're not yes. is a different beast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's that for that kid, it is extremely hard and also extremely tempting mm-hmm. to want to stay in the more comfortable environment of only child. Right. To be catered to and have all the resources and all the yeah. the peace and quiet, and oftentimes what happens is kids don't want, especially as they get into their teenage years, right? They're not really interested in having to go deal with other people that of they course, don't. because they're being conditioned to right. be, they're comfortable. It's it's all about them. It's Well, a, I mean, they're equally you know, conditioned, right? right? They have two households. Right. So they're conditioned in one, but they also equally have the blended family life where right. they have step-siblings. So they're being conditioned equally. Mm-hmm. They just... I guess where I'm going with this mm -hmm. is that co-parenting that Mm -hmm. is extremely hard. Right. When you are co-parenting a child who prefers to be in one home Mm -hmm. and then doesn't want to be in the other because it's just a lifestyle difference that they prefer. It's completely different. And usually usually that that, um, only child lifestyle, and I'm not saying it always is, but usually... That's an easier lifestyle. That's because it's all about them. It's a very, it's very awesome. me, me, me. It's you so know what good. I mean? I highly recommend <laughs> being an only child. But I will say it is hard. Marriage is really hard for only children. Uh-huh. Having kids is really hard for only children. Yeah. Having to deal with exes and co-parenting right. and then stepkids. Because you don't understand a lot of the things. Well, it's just if you haven't done the work to learn how to do relationships, right. and I'm not just talking romantic ones, but mm-hmm. just to have to navigate conflict you know learning sharing sharing <laughs> you know patience right. yes, resilience a thick skin when you're picked on mm-hmm. all these things come from having siblings and having a family and when you don't have that you don't 
it seems very wrong because it's not how you were raised and you don't know. I remember when I had kids and I had two and I don't know what is appropriate and not as far as how far do I let sibling rivalry go? Oh, I'm like until blood's drawn, but hey. Not always. Like you get mad at the dinner table when the kids are going at it. But yeah, no, I'm just being silly. But but no, like that's something that as a single, I was raised an only child. So to now have to parent siblings is very hard. And I oftentimes I'm like, I don't want to overreact. Right. Right. But I don't want to underreact. But I don't know how to react because I have no frame of reference to pull from. My mom was an only child. (laughs) So you are just. Only child on only child, like white on white. Yeah. I have no experience. So it makes it challenging to parent um, siblings and then you have stepkids and then you have all these co-parents. Yeah. Like my my head explodes. Like I just want, I do nothing. Right. Like I'm just like, I'm too overwhelmed. Like I blocking all roads in because it's so Yeah, or you get overwhelmed and then you, you end up just going down a road because it's the only way to do it. And it's not like, well, maybe the kids are arguing, but now um, you're on one kid for it. You're not on both kids. You're not, you're not teaching them how to navigate because you didn't learn how to navigate. Yeah. How can I teach something I I don't know? Right. You're like, I just need to, I just need (laughs) to to solve this problem and make this stop and change, change course. Exactly. And so um, I get how frustrating I get in all of my marriages how frustrating it's been to be married to. I'm holding up hands. 16, <laughs> 695. <laughs> oh, she's going for it. Um, But it is, a, it's an issue that is, doesn't. So when you have a kid who's an only child, I guess as a parenting tip would be to keep them exposed to their other household with siblings because they will learn invaluable lessons Mm -hmm. um, that they won't learn as only children. So I, I always am like, don't give in to kids whims of like, I like it here better. And I know it in California. Anyway, we were having a discussion about on our, you and all of California, uh, me and all of California. No, there was a, there was in our Facebook group for blended life. Mm -hmm. We have a Facebook group um blended life you can go there and and it's a private group so it's shut down for the most part i'm sure spies exist but whatever um but we were talking <laughs> the face about group is bugged yeah we were talked we were talking about vacations because somebody was asking about they have twins who are 14 and mm-hmm. don't want to go on vacation with their dad okay and they have never spent like it's it was a two week vacation that he wanted to take these girls on, and she's got a hundred percent legal and physical custody of these oh, girls. Oh, so they're not—they don't have some like crazy bonded relationship. No, and unnatural. they've never spent that long with him ever. Okay, and so she was like, "They don't want to go." Yeah, but do I make them go? Or you know, we were talking about like kids wanting to do stuff, yeah. and I'm always like. I think within reason, right? Like right. maybe two weeks is unreasonable because they're uncomfortable and they haven't mm-hmm. spent that long. But you well, should definitely well, the, allow. When is, yeah, them when's to the vacation go. though? How long? You know, summer. Like the summer, like coming up, like yeah. you know, maybe get conditioned. Yeah. But the other thing. So, what was your advice on it? Um. So my advice was, uh, I thought it was. I think, I think kids should be listened to within reason. Right. You know, it's, and I was saying like in California, right, our courts, it's 14 years old Mm -hmm. that kids have a voice. Like a judge will listen to what they have to say and take it into consideration and all things like that. And so it's, it's a, it's good for kids to be their own advocate, but they are only 14 and Mm -hmm. we're not. So I, I was kind of like, let's meet in the middle. What? You keep talking to this camera. This is your camera. Oh, this am whole I new, talking? new studio. We're all jacked up. Oh. I'm like, look, I'm not even wearing you my white shirt today. You pointed there earlier. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, our, that's okay. our mid-camera. So my advice was to, within reason, so if, if their reason is that they've never spent that long and it's uncomfortable, that's a reasonable mm-hmm. thing for, for them sure. to assert right. and true. Right. So then, but they should, I feel like we always need to promote, if it's a healthy person and a good person right um that we need to promote relationships with both parents so i said maybe a week 
you know, maybe a few days. Or maybe he they don't go on this vacation, but they schedule well, it you know, more this, time later. Yeah, is this one of those, you like, know. it's a it's a big planned out, already prepaid, you know what I mean? It sounded Probably. like it was. So you can't really break that up and do, like, a week-week, you know? Is there a way to find, find a way to kind of build up that relationship? Right. And then if you see no... Or maybe fly them there for a week and have them fly back a, earlier, you maybe. know? Or if they're having fun, stay. Or if it's just like there's no harm in this, the girls are just a little gun shy. Yeah. But dad is like, he's a great guy. He's just too busy to have full custody. Working, yeah. Yeah, whatever. travels for work, whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's a great person. Right. You know what I mean? The kids are in zero harm's way. You know, you trust you trust him to take the kids. Maybe mm-hmm. it is one of those like, we're just going to push them in the water and yeah. see if they swim. Like, yeah, it might be uncomfortable for the first couple of nights. Yeah. But at the end of the day, this might be the best bonding experience for them. This might right. bring them together. And they're at an age now where 14 years old. Like, that's a good time to start building a relationship if it hasn't been there. You know, because they're they're understanding now. They're not just kids getting drug along. They, yeah. like you said, they have a voice now. Well, and it's cool that they're twins and have each other. Of course, yeah. You know, it's not like you're alone one on one. They yeah. get to have Only each kids. other and have their, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they get to have each other and their cake too. But that's true. I mean, it would yeah. have been nice to grow up with siblings and have... Just someone to a rely bond, on. You yeah. know, and someone to be able to share experiences with or have a shared history with. Or, But that's also like, you know. you know, you talked about the dinner table earlier. That's also why our kids, you know, or your kids specifically bicker a little more often, you mm-hmm. know, than say my kids or whatever. Um, when they come over, they didn't have the break <laughs> like we had or the kids had from one another. Your kids are always together. You know, and they come as a pair. They go to the other house as a pair. They come here as a pair. And yeah, they're, they're a not, package deal. They're a package deal. And, you know, they're not, um, they're not uh, twins, but at the end of the day, they're always by each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that they're, I think that, well, I don't know what to think. I just try to do my best. <laughs> it is hard. It's hard right. to navigate. So right. I want to get back to this um, listener who wrote in, though, about her only child stepdaughter. Um, she says basically that they're having issues because um, mom is letting her see a boyfriend that dad had a- objected to. Okay. So she's an only child and is getting away with stuff like having a boyfriend mm. and dad, you well, know, in the other dad, household. I know. I wonder why dad doesn't like the other. It's got to be like Prince Albert or something. Yeah. Or maybe just the age, oh. like not ready yet yeah, for yeah, a boyfriend. True. Yeah, there's know. a lot of people but like teenage that. teenage girls, I don't know. It's got to be hard as a dad to see. I would imagine. Right. I didn't have a dad like this, but it would be hard to see your... You do now. <laughs> daddy. <laughs> oh, don't be inappropriate, oh. Eric. Um, so, but I would imagine it'd be hard to have a daughter who's like dating and having to see that, like at any age, right. you know? So maybe he's just, I don't know. Yeah. For sure. Or maybe the dad just doesn't like this kid. Yeah, there's a lot of times like yeah. like my son and I had just had a talk the other day about, you know, kids around him and different types of influences. And yeah, it's like, well, you know, maybe you take a break from hanging out with this person for a little bit if they're doing stuff like that. Doesn't mean you can't be friends with them. Doesn't mean that this this girl can't have this guy as a friend. And you know how kids are. They're going to find their way around it. But the point is. If you have problems with a kid for some reason, right? If you need to make them sneak around to be friends, you know, at least they're they're feeling the right and wrong. You know, if you're yeah. like, yeah, that person's they're just not good for you, but whatever, they're never gonna learn the lesson. They're never gonna see the lesson. You know. Yeah. So if we don't put the lessons in place, they'll never be there. Yeah. Well, and so she goes on to say that. He gets lied to, basically, by the mom and the stepdaughter. Mm -hmm. But basically, she's a teenager now, so a lot of responsibility is going on stepdaughter right now. Okay. Which should be. Like, kids are growing up. They get more responsibility for their actions and decisions. And, you know. So, she said that her husband is, or her fiancé, sorry, is letting a lot go. Like, he's just letting it roll off his back. He's just giving up. Yeah. (laughs) Just getting lazy about it. I feel you. I get like that. You know, I don't, I don't like actually get like that, but I feel like that sometimes where I'm just like, I cannot deal with this. Like, I just, I just want to give up. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just life. Take it. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So she also says that her fiance is getting on her for wanting to call out his daughter's bad behaviors okay. to him. Okay. So he's not having that. Right. He doesn't want to hear it from her, from anyone. Yeah. Um, she says, I'm trying to understand this is my place to walk away. And that he and his ex are to handle deceptions. Okay. But at the end of it, his daughters and I relationship suck. Mm. She picks apart my parenting to her dad all mm. the time. She's one way to my face and a whole nother way to him. I told him just yesterday I don't want him in the middle, but I can't put up with her lies. Yeah. Honestly, she has hurt our growth as a family of six so much. And I struggle to find happy times or days with her anymore. She want, she says that she wants to get wills in place, financial <laughs> trust. In case she killed us? Well, this Sorry, like... Bad joke, but No. Still, yeah, like, but she still. wants to get wills in place, financial trusts in place, etc. before their wedding. Okay. Um, because God forbid anything happened to him or I, I don't trust her. She's oh. deceitful, a liar, and not sure she truly likes our blended family anymore. Right. It's hard when you're our only child in another home. Right. That's, and the teenager thing, they all suck. <laughs> um, this sounds terrible, and surely as I type, my heart reminds me she's a kid and I'm the adult. Yes, yes, yes. But without... The unconditional bio mom love we get with our own kids at birth. I'm struggling to figure this one out. I don't know how to do the bonus kid thing. A kid you don't. And then this is so important. So everyone, if you've checked out, check back in real quick. Because she puts this so perfectly. A kid you don't love quite the same as your own. Help. And I think that's the crux of, and that's fine. You should like bio parent and step parent. We have this expectation that it's the same, and it should be the same. It's just not. Right. And that's okay. Who are you talking to? Everyone. Oh. <laughs> Everyone. I don't know. <laughs> like, we need to put a red light. Where's my red light <laughs> that the right, camera's on? Right here. This is usually your red light. <laughs> <laughs> that's I need your a red, red light. light. So <laughs> I left a couple out last episode. I apologize, you guys, for Julie's mouth. <laughs> yeah. I'm evil. <laughs> so inappropriate and yeah. so evil. Um. So anyway, I think that that is, I just, I point that out to say you're not alone. If you feel like that, that is step parenting yes. a lot. Um, and I would say we both understand that with having our own biological kids and stepkids, it's different. Right. It's just the way it is. It's, it's nothing to be mad about or feel guilty about or be shamed about. It's just, it's just the way it is. But she touched on something. So that's what she touched on is realizing that she is just a kid, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of times you want to give up on these kids because they just are not in it. And who wants to be in a relationship when the other person isn't in it? Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, these are relationships. Us, you know, husband and wife, each one of our kids, our kids with our kids, our kids with our spouse, each one of them is a relationship. So if a relationship's hard, and it's just not going good, and it's, for lack of a better term, toxic, you, you're probably going to want to jump ship. Like, why am I in this relationship? But also realize that this girl realizes there's a relationship, and she's picking it apart because it's probably, it's probably uncomfortable for her in a sense. You know, she's got another parent in the mix. A lot of times it's Kids act out when they want attention, when, they, when they're seeking um, attention. And a lot of times acting out and uh, misbehavior is just the easiest way to do it. So my opinion is this might be just her way of acknowledging the relationship, but it's not the healthiest way. And so for her to want to give up the, the person who wrote in, that's completely understandable However, is it in the best interest for the family or for um, her relationship with this girl? Probably not, you know. I say it's going to be hard, you know. This obviously is not easy, but don't give up, you know. Keep keep pushing on, you know, because one day 
this is going to come back around. You're not going to be the person who just bailed out because then that gives her something to be mad about. Then all of a sudden she is the absent stepmom, you know, but if she sticks with it. Well, and then it's like, see, yeah, I should have acted that way because she was just going to check out anyway. Right. I, I think there's a lot of different sides to this because yeah. I don't disagree that at was all one with of what you're saying. Right. However, I think it's our job as parents and step parents, if you have the ability to teach kids about relationships. Mm-hmm. So allowing that in a relationship is teaching them how to behave in future relationships. For sure. For sure. So if she's lying and disrespectful. That's a whole nother. And according to the stepmom, that's what the struggle is. You know, the deceit, the, the disrespect, the troublemaking, if that's allowed, then that is what will continue. And that is what will cement in her and how to do relationships. And so I, on the other hand, think it's super important to break this cycle and not allow her to treat you that way. Right. And so I think as step parents, when it comes to making decisions about health, school, relationships, like we have no control over that, right? The parent, the bio parents are going to work that out. What is allowed as far as extracurricular activities, like all of that, we don't really have power in. We do, however, have power in how anyone in the household treats us. So you absolutely have a right and you have um, a duty, a moral obligation, a duty, but you have a moral obligation to this girl to not let her treat you a way that makes you angry. And especially a teenage girl, like you don't have to tolerate being lied to. You don't have to tolerate being disrespected. It is your home. It is your family too. And just as a human being, right, you wouldn't tolerate that from a coworker, from a friend, from your own kids, from your husband even, right? Well, and by and by allowing her to do that and, yeah. and behave like that, yeah. you're showing her that it's okay. Yeah. So it's actually more important than ever to correct this behavior right. in your own household and don't do it back right oh, for sure don't yeah no because that also eye. reinforces that behavior yeah um and drives that negative connection so you can't behave in a way back to her that she's behaving to you so then the question it right we ask so then fuck what now oh, there it is like i got it that time yeah a little late this but. podcast isn't for children <laughs> um so So then what, right? Like, how do I stand up for myself? Mm. Well, I think the easiest way is, I was thinking about this (laughs) after a conversation. Look how proud of herself she is. She was thinking about it. It was good. It was good. So Eric and I were having a conversation before our podcast, and it made me think of, like, how do you break someone? Well, the masterminds of breaking someone down. Did they make a movie about that? Like something with a mountain? But, like, what happens? Like cops, right? So my mind goes to cops. And what do cops do in an interrogation room to break someone? Yeah, they don't jump on them and throw chairs out the wall like in the prison movies. And they don't lose their shit. Right. I mean, maybe some do, but like the what good is cops. it? It what is good investigators do. Right. In an interrogation room, right? You sit down across from each other. And what happens? What does the cop start doing? Come on, answer my question. <laughs> Which movie are we watching? <laughs> what do t- cops do in an interrogation? They ask questions. That's right. So this is how you are going to assert your power as a stepmom and break this cycle with a teenager. You're going to start getting curious. You're not going to yell. You're not going to be mad. You're not going to react in a way that promotes her lies and you know you're just what you're going to do is you're going to start getting curious about why she's talking to you that way you know um or you could say hey can you try that again or say that in a different way please i like how you put please at the end there it's always important to use those manners i know please is very big for eric yes please please and thank you everywhere yeah please 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 (laughs) um so 
But this is how I think you do it, right? Is you start getting curious. You don't attack. You don't make accusations because that just promotes her walls going to fly up. She's going to get defensive. Right. It's going to start. And then it's just going to make it escalate. You're going to escalate because she's going to say something that inevitably pisses you off. <laughs> Always. Because teenagers just have an uncanny way of pissing off parents. Or just a tone of voice, you yeah. know, or the rolling of the eyes and the there's just so yeah. much negativity. So this takes practice, right? This doesn't come easy. It doesn't come naturally. And it is going to take practice. But over time... You get curious about her behavior or why did you lie about that? Like, no one's going to murder you, you know? Like, why did you lie? Do you feel unsafe here? Like, do you feel like we can't trust, you know, you can't trust us? Um, Or, you know, how can I make, ask her how you guys can be closer? Like, hey, how can we, do you have ideas about how we can have a peaceful relationship or coexistence in this house? Like, and make it one of those things. Like, what ask can, her. What can I do differently? Or, like, how can we go about this? And make it a we thing. Like, yeah. how do you and I move forward? And see, these are the things, like, we don't want to have conversations because usually they escalate and prove unfruitful and are hard. But when you start showing interest or just asking questions, That is how you break down defensiveness and how you break down um, that anger because people can't be angry at questions. I mean, I guess they can, but they're thinking too much to keep that angry vibe, you know, that energy that's just that lion energy. They're having to actually put their emotions aside and think about a response, and that calms people down. So I think that's a one really useful way to go about it that you can take control because clearly talking to your fiance hasn't worked, right? He's not going to step in right now and do anything about it. He's probably so overwhelmed by getting hit by three sides, right? He's getting hit by his daughter, by his ex-wife and you. And I have to imagine that would be like I would shut down. I would be like, I don't even know. I would be so overwhelmed. I'd do nothing, which just sounds like, and he just doesn't want to hear it. And he can't tell, like, he can tell you that. You're I get, a safe uh, Yeah, but enough. I get that. That's how I get like that. You like, you have people coming at you from all, all sides, sides and all of a sudden yep. you're just like, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know how to handle this. If I do, you know what I mean? You're, you're trying to figure out all these little problems and all of a sudden like your head just explodes. You're like, I can't. Yeah. I can't because. Yeah. That's only 1% of what's going on. I have a thousand other things going on. Yeah. And as long as you're not disrespectful to his daughter and asking questions and being, you know, just chill about it is not disrespectful. Nobody can get mad at you for that. And if she lies about you, well, then she lies about you, but you know you've done nothing. Like, you did not escalate it. So, um And I think when you put this into practice, like she'll push back at first or she might challenge you at first or like, here's the deal with therapy also. And I say this because this is a lesson. Things often get much worse before they get better. People have to hit rock bottom. Relationships have to hit rock bottom. Therapy brings out stuff that you hadn't, even with kids, parents take kids to therapy and think like, it's just going to get better from here. That's not what happens. Oftentimes, when kids go to therapy or counseling, things get much, 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 much worse because everything's being pulled out that's wrong. Everything is being brought to light light that has been hitting. Things are getting processed that haven't. So things get much worse before they get better. So you have to stick with it is my point. Yeah, think of it like moving or cleaning your absolutely filthy house or, in guy terms, filthy cleaning your absolutely filthy garage in order for you to get it clean. Yeah. You literally have to take it all out. You have to drag it all out of the house, take it to the front yard, take it to the driveway, whatever. And then you need to start cleaning up and throw stuff away and then start putting stuff back. Yes. Nicely, tightly in order. So it yes. usually a messy garage becomes a messier driveway right. before it becomes a clean garage. Right. So now you had a messy garage. Now you have a messy driveway. And you need to make a a messy garage. And you need to make a few dump runs. (laughs) It like, yeah. And so whenever you're trying to make change or you're trying a new communication skill out, first of all, it takes practice to get good at it. So that takes time. Second of all, things oftentimes get worse before they get better because it's an adjustment for everyone. And it's, it's, um, kids have to learn to trust, you know, so 
often lies come from they don't want to get caught because they don't feel like it's safe to get caught or they don't want to get in trouble. And so there's like lying happens for its own reasons. And so all to undo all that just takes time. So it's something that is not going to happen overnight, but little by little, a shift in behavior will happen. And it's worth it because like it or not, if you're going to marry this man, this kid's in your life forever, whether forever. it's college, babies, weddings, health issues, money issues. Do they have to move back in? Health issues. I said health issues. I said health issues. Oh. So you anyway. You said it twice and I have said it twice. <laughs> so anyway, it is worth putting in the time and effort, even if you feel like she's going to be out in a couple of years. Yes, but no. So you don't want to live this relationship with her forever. Um, and this is the problem is that parents just don't step in and then kids go off into the world and it just gets worse because it's not corrected. And, um, and so that's a way you can have an influence on her in a positive way and show up for her, you know, and don't engage. Like if she's going to try to poke you, don't engage because it's just going to make it worse for her. It's going to make it worse for you and it's going to further deteriorate the relationship. And if going to your husband and telling him every little thing will also deteriorate your marriage or your relationship. So what do you do in that case? So you feel like, well, shit, I, I can't talk to anyone. No, you, first of all, step parents need a support. So find other step moms, join a Facebook group, have a trusted person you can talk to outside of your marriage. Shameless plug. I know someone. No, well, I'm not. That's like not what coaching is, but that's fine. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, but you need to place to vent, right? Right. And then also, when you go to your husband, I would say use this, this curiosity communication skill with him, too. Instead of pointing out every little fucking thing she does that oh, pisses gosh, you there off. there it is. Maybe instead of pointing it out, it is like, hey, I wonder why she lied to us about that. Or how do you think we can help her through this? So you can address yeah. it. Without, if you address it with curiosity, okay, then that will not bring your husband's defensiveness up or make him feel like you're attacking him. No, or it makes him part of the, part of the, like you're a team at that like problem. Like let's, let's, let's come up with a solution let's together. Let's solve together. So come at it Check like that while the DJ too. Revolves it. <laughs> so come at things like that with your fiance slash future husband. And you will see a shift in him as far as he'll feel less under attack and you will become a safe place for him. Well, right now it doesn't sound like you're a safe place for him. So he's just shutting down and not addressing anything and attacking you. And that's not working. So you have to do something different. If what you're doing isn't working, then you have to shift what you're doing. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. Yeah. So anyway, anything to add to this little no, there's just, there's, there's so much. I mean, just the, the part about, um, you know, just, just talking, communicate. It's, it's always about communication. It, it always seems to boil down to communication. I mean, it's true. I know there's so much more past communication, but it's such a fundamental for relationships and all yeah. of them, you know? Yeah. So I think you're, you're spot on when you're like, just set her down, ask the questions, you know, like and it doesn't have to be like a, I mean, I use the interrogation scenario cause I feel like, how do you break people down? I think of cops, I think of that room and they're, they're doing nothing but ask questions. Did the, you know, they're just asking questions and the same questions maybe over and over again. You sweat them out. Like, do you like hot room, <laughs> you know, but no you food. can ask questions. It doesn't have to be like that, but it can be in passing. Like if she's being rude, like, Hey, like, Hi, nice to see you. How was your day? Right. You know, or what you up to? Or, you know, like just always ask questions and that tends to yeah, calm soften, people yeah, down. Yeah, soften up a bit and, and yeah, yeah, opens up the conversation. When you don't know what to say, ask a question. When in doubt. It's good advice. Ask a question. Um, okay, so we're going to do one more real quick. Okay. I can't decide what I want to do. We're going to talk Ooh. about, I know, child support. We'll do that. Great. It's your favorite topic. <laughs> well, no, it's interesting, and it's really quick. It's not going to take us very long. But yeah. basically, so someone in our support group was saying that um, her and her, I, I, her and her significant other, I don't know, married, fiance, 
boyfriend. I, I don't remember. But basically mm-hmm. it was like, so I get child support. They, yeah. they've been doing like, they've been pooling their money. Okay. As a household. Mm-hmm. Okay. But she gets child support for her children mm-hmm. and he wants to pool that money into the household income. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, I don't want to do that. Like that's intended for the kids. So I want to keep it separate and pay for their clothes, pay for their extracurricular activities, paid for summer, whatever it is that that money is being sent is for specifically her kids. And so she doesn't want to, and it's causing a little bit of like a rift. Yeah. But I think... Um, and so my advice to her was to use the money, like that's what it's intended for those kids. So yes, use it for those kids. Mm -hmm. And that if there's money left over, uh, like say it's too much and you can't possibly spend all that money. (laughs) (laughs) I can't possibly spend all that money on these kids. (laughs) Then I was like, well then put it, put it in an account for them. Right. For later. So, so, so here's the thing. And I've had to explain this to my kid before because I do pay child support and you know it at the end of the day you know he's like well why don't I have this money for this 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 and this the other way of looking at it is it is to support these kids it's it yes it's for their shoes yes it's for their school clothes yes it's for the food they eat but yes it's for the roof over their head Yes, it's for the vehicle that gets them to and from school, the fuel that gets them to and from school, you know, the meal. You're not feeding these kids individually. Mm. You're not um, heating their room individually. They don't have their own individual roofs. Or internet. Or their own indiv- – yeah, you know what I mean? So so yeah. you see where I'm going with this. So, yeah, their own couch to sit on yeah, in the so house. This is a very this is a very hard one. Um, I, this is why I'm glad we're talking about it because you, I don't deal with it. Right. So for for us guys, I'm gonna sit back. No, for us guys, this is a rough one because you're like, I'm giving you all this money for my kids, and it's not going where I see fit for the kids. But at the end of the day, it's not about each individual month. It's not an allowance for your kids each month. It's an allowance to support. Now, I have got my own issues with child support. You know, there's these NBA stars that have multiple kids in multiple places, and now all of a sudden the system thinks that they're supposed to have equal lifestyles. I'm like, let a kid learn what it's like to strive and be a doctor and live off a doctor's salary or live off a janitor's salary, you know? Neither are, neither are you know, all holier than, you know, the other one. It's just where you put your efforts in. And so the point of child support is, you know, the way that that we're looking at it here is basically I don't see a problem pooling it because at the end of the day, these kids are getting supported. Does that make sense? You're still supporting these kids in they're eating the same meal as everyone else. They're living under the same roof as everyone else. They're driving in the same vehicle as everyone else. You're still supporting these kids. So this getting pulled in with everything else. And I know this isn't the answer that she's looking for. And I see you getting a little squirmy. And oh. Look at this. You're moving back to the microphone here. Like you're getting ready to ramp up and say no, something. I was just I, I was just going to say this is probably my point of view as an only child. For sure. Like that's what I was going to say. So probably like I don't, I see it as go to the kid. But I also, now that you're saying this, I, I right. agree with you. Like, yeah, and it's that's, the well, family. That's, that's where it falls short because yeah. your kids aren't living some separate life outside of the other kids. You still, you're cooking that same meal. So yeah. so when we go to, say we're going to barbecue this weekend and we're going to cook. So we're going we're gonna to do hamburgers, okay? Everyone's having hamburgers. Well, these kids have their own special fun. So that, should these kids get steak because it's not, it's not pooled the same way? But if so... If, if they are pooled the same way or differently than everyone else, mm-hmm. well, then they should have to buy their own steak, but they should also have to buy their own firewood. They should have to buy their own lighter fluid or charcoal, however you're, however you're grilling, you know, all your drinks. What about the paper plates and the napkins, you know? So you start thinking about all this yeah. stuff. It all adds up and it becomes. Well, and I was just thinking as you're talking, because I think one of the hardest things about blended families mm-hmm. Um, 
is all of the resentment that lives within a blended family home. And that's where we get to this point, yeah. But I'm like, that right there fuels resentment. Like, why do these kids get stakes and we don't? Right. And not that... You have to decide what's most important to you. I guess you have to decide in your blended family, do we want to strive to be actually a blended family and we have as much as the same playing field as each other or not? Like, is that something that we strive for or not? Because sometimes, or is it more important that my kids get steak because that's what their dad sent? Right. Like, I, I think it's all something that you have to really think about and see what promotes and always ask questions. But like, so when you want to decide what to do with money, maybe a good question around that is, does this promote peace or does this promote resentment? Does this promote blending our family or does this promote separate separateness? Segregation. Yeah. Like what are, what is the choice around this going to promote in our family and is that a value that I align with or not like does that something I want for our family do maybe you don't care maybe you're like fuck it I don't care so if that's the case then you do you boo but I do see your I I mean now this is why I love that we do this together because it's different perspectives and there isn't one right way right right there's a million different fine ways to do life well the so conclusion, I that. yeah, but the conclusion to that is though, the kids are getting child support. So, um, you know, or, or or the family, you are getting child support for your kids. Yeah. Now, if your family isn't able to afford new shoes for the kids, new clothes for the kids, a decent vehicle, you know, and, and all the things that I named off earlier, well, maybe it's time to reprioritize. And figure things out. But at the end of the day, it doesn't mean that the kids should have new shoes every single month. But it does mean that um, there should be a little bit of a standard. Now, it should be a standard that should probably go through your entire household. But all this stuff is to support these kids and keep their quality of life up a bit. Yeah. So if you're, you know, you're sending child support or or you're receiving child support Mm -hmm. and you're not able to buy your kids shoes well, maybe we need to cut back on, say, coffee in the morning at Starbucks. You know, yeah. I'm just using that as maybe an the example. Maybe sa- the family sacrifices for those kids. Right. And that's how we live. Instead of putting money aside that we get for these kids, right. maybe we just make sure that if the kids, we want our kids to have new shoes, that we as a family sacrifice so that our kids can have new shoes. Yeah, we're not going to Hawaii this, you know, this month, you know, because... Because we have child reasons. support, but you know, but um, you know, but the, we're going to Hawaii, but the you know, but the kids can't have new shoes, you know. Like, all right, well, let's let's rethink our priorities right. here, um, you know, like yeah. And I also think that it's a not unreasonable. Like, I think that it is, it's a mind sh- mindset shift around what's do your kids, mm-hmm. your kids, your kids, mm-hmm. your kids. Which I get both sides of that. But I, but I'm right. But I'm saying is maybe there's a compromise because you're like, pull it, and I'm like, keep it separate. But what what is meeting in the middle? Like, say you have. To, uh, so this is where they're at. So what right? you do is you meet in the middle. So I'm thinking that maybe like you put fifty dollars into a savings account mm. out of child support. Why? Right? Why? Why? Because not? it's to support your child. It's not. It's not a. It's not. It's not. It's not child um, savings. Savings. It's not child it's funding. For living. It's for living then and now. It's not a fund. Interesting. You okay. know what I'm saying? So the point of I'm the, so glad I don't deal with this. The point of pooling the money. Yeah. What he wants to do, and this is weird that I'm on this side because um, I wouldn't have guessed you on the side. You either, wouldn't to be have, honest, but this like, is the like, way that you need to look at it. This is truly, it's it's the mature way that no one wants to talk about, but it's just the fact of the matter. Now, now, real quickly, hopefully your kids are getting the money spent the way that it should be. I'm not saying that, you know, you need to go ha- get your kids new shoes every single week. Well, and like but, if you're taking child support and getting a new tattoo with it right. for yourself right. or you're taking child support and you're taking a girl's trip to Antigua with three of your closest friends and your kids are left home with a babysitter, 
Like that's a misuse of child Correct. support. And that happens. Correct. You know? But the point of pooling the money is we are now elevating like we, the lifestyle. Well, like we talked about from no, it's not elevating the lifestyle. Oh. It's continuing. You know, it's support. It, it's literally what it's for. It's child support. It's to support your children. It's to make sure that things are status quo. By, by pooling this money. You're supporting all children. You're supporting your family, which which hopefully your standard it's is to keep. It's not family support. It's, listen, though. You're still supporting those children. You are... You're making sure that they have underwear that fit them. You're making sure that they have socks that fit them. You're making sure that they have toothpaste to brush their teeth with and a toothbrush. You're making sure that they have a pillow and clean clothes to put on the next morning. You know what I mean? These are yeah. all pooled things. You know, the meals, the like I said, the, the vehicles, the gas mileage, the roof over your head. These are all pooled things. So if you're living in a blended family and you're pooling your money, it's too Take care of your entire family. Now, those kids are part of it. That's coming in to cover their share of the pool. Right. Does that make sense? Because you spend more than child support on those kids. 100%. You should. So, I mean, you should. I mean, you know? also, I think I'm going to put up um, a poll on our Insta. I'm so curious how you guys see this and what you yeah. do and your thoughts. So, um, you can go to our Instagram. It'll be in our stories. We'll put up a pool, a pool, a, a pool, pole. a pole. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> of, you know, pool the money or keep it separate. That's I'm it. just curious. We'll see. Yeah. Um, also, our new release nights. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So we haven't we, announced it yet. Yeah, we so. and, and we kind of hit you guys with it last week, but we are now releasing on Sunday. We're kind of Sunday anytime. We'll get we'll dial it in a little better. We just figured it'd be a little bit better for you. And then if you guys like to listen to us on Mondays, you know, or through your work week. It's there. It's ready for you. You guys don't have to try to scram through your, your crazy your crazy lives on Thursday evening to watch us live. We're going to be bringing back lives eventually. There's going to be a certain way that you're going to be able to be a part of that, and we'll get to that um, as soon as we can get to that. We're just crazy right now. It's just a season of life, but so, we're, we're trying to make it better. Yeah. Releasing every Sunday. Releasing every so Sunday. you guys will get a new episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you guys, leave a comment. Subscribe. Hit that thumbs up button. Um, give us those ratings. We, we, I love, I love the rating. We've had some really nice reviews. So if you guys have been leaving those reviews, thank you, commenting in, thank you guys. That's just they're awesome. It's great feedback. We've, you know, it's just, it's just, it's fun to hear um, the encouragement. And that's really why we're doing this. You know, I yeah. know you guys have heard about Julie's coaching program, and that's going awesome. But uh, a bunch Reach of out. you guys, a bunch of you guys have already signed up, and that is fun to yeah. see and hear. And they're meeting you, and it's the program is awesome. Um, as you can see, you know, you're just, you're doing it on our show, but you go so much deeper in the program. Yeah. And so that's available for you guys. Reach out anyway on all of our social media if we can help you. And it, thank you. If you like us. That's it. Or you hate us, but you're watching us. You're a fan. Thanks for being a fan. Thanks for being a fan. All right, you guys. Haters or likers. <laughs> or li lovers. We'll see you guys next time. We are The Blended Life. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one -on -one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.